Council. Thank you, Reverend Ikathe, for the first part of this worship here at the Hope Unitarian Church. I'm going to ask those who are able to stand with me. I'm going to offer a prayer, prayer for peace, love, and understanding. Then we begin. Is that okay? Mkama nkwebaza, kubatu zewa no enchealero, mtulese nga tuli wa mtu wa mune nga tuju kiranti ni wakubade, edatuli abantu abenjaulu. My prayer this morning, that we may continue to have hope, recognizing the differences we have, so that we may pursue peace, love, acceptance, and the unity of one another. And we can say, Amen. Um, it's a pleasure for me to be able to come uh, to Tulsa and especially to Hope Unitarian Church. I tried to make a, a move last year at the end and didn't work through, but uh, I'm sure this was the right time. Uh, I had a chance to be brought here by my brother, George Davenport, uh, who is a member of All Souls. Um, George, can you do like this? And uh, also, it may seem to be that I'm a new person or kind of a stranger in that aspect, but I'm not. Uh, over there is Janice Small, uh, an ambassador of peace. She was here about two weeks ago, is it? Uh, so she's been to my country, and she's been to uh, support part of what uh, we aspire on daily basis uh, for humanity reparation. So also, uh, that is part of what makes me as well. But uh, myself, I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Kampala, Uganda. And uh, just in case to remind some of you, if you don't know where Uganda is, it's in Africa. It's a reminder. So, and uh, we've been in, in existence for more than uh, seven years. Particularly as a minister, myself, I've been around for over 14 years. And my first inception in ministry, I was an evangelical preacher. So um, it's, uh, it's something very grateful for me to have been around trying to work with people in all different aspects of uh, human reparation, spiritually, emotionally, and name it. It's good to come to a place where people believe in hope. You know, when hope is gone, everything is gone. And for us also, we are happy. We don't use hope, but we use the same words actually to describe almost the same. We believe in new life. So when you have the hope, church, I know very sure that you are people who are hopeful. So we are also in new life. Our big philosophy and the concept is that we believe there's something new tomorrow, we shouldn't lose any hope. You hear me? Yeah. So, um, but I know that it's not about hope and the, the, the new life. The most important thing today um, is what he, I was asked to speak about. It, what is the big idea? Can somebody tell me what it is? And if you don't, I'll be happy to tell you so. Probably I have the next, about 13 more, 17 more minutes to go. So, but anyway, what is big deal in my country? It is 
not so much different with what you could see almost in this country, also with what's happening in Missouri, in Ferguson, people being killed on a daily basis, um, either with reasons or with no reason, everything remains there hanging. So we still have a lot of work to do, not just on the issue of discrimination and the hate toward sexual orientation like what we're doing in Uganda, but also when you come here, it is still a problem of race. Still, I travel several churches, and it's still the same thing. Uh, you don't see much of the mix, yet that's what we would have loved to see so that we can be able to reduce the tensions that arises between ourselves. Are we together? Yeah, uh, because if we don't work on that, it doesn't seem to have any big idea. The big idea would be coming together as one. And then we forget our, our differences that divided us before, and then we look at ourselves as one. Uh, some of the readings from the Corinthians was about Paul's reminding the people in the Corinth because also the church there didn't have any big idea anymore. It was all about the Jews and the Gentiles, the slaves and the free. There was nothing going on. Everyone is pointing at each other. You are white. I don't want to sit close to you. You are black. You must be knowing nothing. That's not the big idea. The big idea is to forget those differences. And I've spent a lot of my time going to different churches going to universities, speaking one-to-one -one at the same time, and trying to tell people there can be so many ideas. And you may want to have this hope, but you're going to lose it if you don't recognize the differences and you work for unity. Amen. amen. I know you are afraid of amen. It doesn't mean much. It, uh, <laughs> hey. It only means yes, all okay. So don't run away from me, please. <laughs> but uh, th those are so many things. It's not just one that uh, troubles humanity here in the Western world and over there in the south where we live. But just a failure by the, the, a certain group of people to recognize the other as being the same. That, that kind of uh, discrimination, that kind of hate, the failure to accept it, the failure to love and work for peace is what you see happening in the Middle East. The Palestinians are know nothing. The Jews think they are super. And things like that, that's demonizing. And if you can imagine how long that has taken thousands of years. Do you hear me? Not just one day, not even a, just months or weeks, thousands of years, the Jews and the Palestinians and never come to realize that we are all human beings, we can live as one. And the Tosa people, I don't need to tell you history. You wouldn't have seen the burning over there. Because of lack of failure to recognize that we're going to have differences. I tell you frankly, there is nothing somebody will have to do with my color of skin. I'm going to be black. Even when you fight tooth and the nail, thick and thin, that's it. 
So there's nothing you are going to do to my sister here. By color of skin, she's going to be white. Gender-wise, she's going to be a woman. But what does that mean? It's just to recognize that in humanity, there are so many differences. But those differences is just an opportunity to know them, but we come together as one. Kathy, the people are so quiet. What happens? Amen. Okay, they didn't. Okay, now I've been reminded what to do. But it, it's, it's the big deal in my country that will be very important. And I want to take you through so that we can have it from a wider perspective to a, an area. Uh, it has taken me years myself. We were having dinner uh, with the Kathy and the husband, Joe, and we had a very good uh, evening. But we talked about several issues and uh, what it transpires community, why people would love to think everyone should be like the other. What are those issues that really uh, disturb the others? I mean, when I was defeated to understand how that works in my church that I served in my country, uh, the United Apostolic Church of Uganda as a, an evangelical Christian minister, I didn't know what to do, but I took trouble to apply for a scholarship from the Netherlands Embassy in Kampala, and I went to the um, University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands to pursue an advanced degree in humanities and social sciences. The reason for me to go there, it's not because uh, they have winter, which I hate, and the summer, which is too hot. I don't like it. But I, I wasn't trying to understand how really uh, humanity is composed of. What it transpires other groups to think they're better, and what brings another group to think it's a minority, and all those aspects. Uganda now has been into the news almost, uh, uh, almost everywhere. On radio, you turn on the television, you go to the internet, just not so much. It is the anti-homosexuality bill. It's the anti-homosexuality law. But if you ask yourself, and you take it from me, out of the population of 40 million people, the gay people don't even make a million. They don't make a million of 40 million people in the country, population-wise. They don't even make a million of them. If there are many, they could be two millions. But you see how the entire 38 is losing vision because of hate, because of misunderstanding, with no peace and love and acceptance of one another, and they go against. And that is not only the people in my country, but also transpiring another group of pastors, evangelicals from America going to Uganda and make something as if that's the end of the world. Does one want to deceive himself that a homosexuality has just come up to Uganda? No. It's just, it, by virtue of understanding human nature, it must have been there for hundreds of years ago. You hear me? But people want to make that as a big deal. What is... It's not because it's an issue, but because one wants to show power of discrimination and hate against another person. Some of us have been put our lives in trouble, risking all that for redemption of a certain group of people. Uh, we've been able to be really stressed on a daily basis 
and working with my brother over there, we even had to get worried because they wanted to attack the school which you're trying to support, which is orphanage school, is poor kids. We are trying every day, myself and my, my sister, we try to do what we can to help the community because that's where we grew up and we know the, the needs for the, our very community. But somebody doesn't see that. He only sees because Reverend Mark stands on the side of love, that means even the, the school should be closed down. We should attack it. We should burn it. Do you hear me? All that and more accounts on daily violation of people's rights to live because one hates. And why is hates? Because I don't belong to that. But that doesn't change anything. When Paul had to remind the Corinthians, he told them, if the whole body was just one hand, where, was the, where is the position of the legs to walk over there would be? If, you, if all the whole body was eyes, where would be the sense of smell? So you can, you can know this is a good sandwich and this is a good burger. Where would that be? If, the, if everybody was black, where would the white people be? In a prison? If everybody, by virtue of reproductive, if everyone was a male, where would be the women to give us the kids tomorrow? So, I mean, we have to really respect everyone's position and everyone's well-being in the society, disregarding the difference that could be. So if you want to ask what the big deal is in Uganda, that's it. Amen? Amen. That is the big deal. We are not so much, a, we lost the focus. We are very better. We are the best people fighting for AIDS. All of that is stopped. Now the prevailing rate for people who are catching AIDS in my country is 70%. Something that we had almost brought to 2%. Because we lost the focus on non-issues, it is going up, if you read, every day. If in this country, <laughs> I also sometimes come here, and I see what people are up to, and I say, we, need, we really need to begin. We need to come together. We need to do something that is worth being spoken on, on a better basis, other than focusing on issues that doesn't give us any further into our societies. If when you try to investigate why this young man of 18 years was killed in, in Ferguson in Missouri, probably that could have been avoided. It could have been avoided, probably. But when you try to dig into the roots of the cause, it's because there is a systematic hate that has been there for years and years. One who doesn't even have to take an opportunity to say, what has happened? What has gone wrong? What can we do? You just should. Because you think that person doesn't want to live. But what the pain do you bring to the mother and the father when you just kill? Do you understand what I'm saying? It is, it's going to be there for all that life. If he was a criminal, as they show us, he was a robbery, let the, just, let the law take its course. But we shouldn't be the judges of our, of our fellow humans. We should allow some rules and some particular information and the guidelines put there to be the ones to mold our society. And that's what I'm seeing in the country 
of where I come from. A parliament drafting laws and they say, no, we don't want this group of people. Okay, today, that's the group of people you don't want. But who knows what will happen after two months? Are you going to enact another law against another group of people because you don't want them? So, um, as a church here, and uh, without us losing hope, I'm happy that uh, you are hopeful people, there is a future, uh, and uh, as us in Uganda, we are trying, personally, with my church, with my family, and we have tried so much. We have the New Life School. The New Life School supports more than 670, uh, 650 kids. Uh, we've just had a big, big blessing. Uh, Janice Moore traveling there two times and helping uh, to teach the kids. And the good news, Janice, I didn't tell you, it is this year that we actually go to the first two first grades in primary seven. That is what we need. We want to hear results of human growth and uh, liberty, not demonization and hate. In a country like mine, where somebody uh, on a family of six or seven people, um, no matter the numbers could be, where people still live or do not earn a dollar given on a day, in my small understanding, they require much more to better their health care, to better their education and the other well-being of this, within the community other than getting diverted to the issues of homosexuality, which happens to be an, a constant between two adults. Why should you matter so much of people that happens into people's bedrooms? Are we together? <laughs> but uh, uh, for all this, uh, Kathy, it, uh, it is something that makes me try to, I always want to, to do everything with uh, uh, analyzing. I bring an analogy to, to make it look uh, um, practical. And uh, this is, uh, uh, sometimes I want to tell this um, when I meet people that uh, have hope, like uh, the Hope Unitarian Church here. And uh, with all what my experience, uh, I always want to ask people uh, a few things within my trying to walk and walk here and there. You know, I'm one of the privileged people that has been able to travel to so many places in the world. I've been to so many countries in Africa, more than nine of them. I've been to Europe. Here in the States, I've been able to to, to visit Tosa and visit even other states. I know even Tosa is too hot, but I try to come because... <laughs> but uh, um, there are things I've been able to see here in America and Europe, and which is not even in, in, my, in Africa. This is a little bit off the... Uh, uh, what is the big idea? It's a little bit off. And uh, it is not there. But when you come here, you see it. But even when you see it, it doesn't seem to teach people so much. How many of you in your houses? Okay, before the house. How many of you, you know, when I come to America, they host me. They put me in a house, and in some of these houses, there are some strange things that I see there. If they are not strange things, when I visit it, I see those strange things. But I, I, I'm keen to learn from the strange. <laughs> How many of you know 
How many of you know dogs? You know dogs? Well, you raise up your hand. How many of you know cats? How many of you have those animals either in your house? Okay. The most important thing to me, how many of you have both the cats and the dogs in your house? <laughs> Wonderful. Kathy only has a dog. I report what is at your house. But you know what is interesting? When I come here in the West and I, I, I'm in the house and I'm in his house that he put me, there is a, a dog and then there is a cat. And I always look. This is very interesting. You see a cat eating into the same plate with the dog. And I always ask myself with all the troubles of the world that if the cats and the dogs are forgiven each other, <laughs> they forgive. They no longer see themselves as dogs and they don't see themselves as cats, but they come and eat together. And by the way, it's you and me who teaches them that. Why it is the problem for a straight man to teach you a gay man and a woman to live together. What is the problem for a black person to live together with the white one? What is the problem for the Palestinian, the Jews, to come together as one? Can you hear what is in Iraq within the ISIS killing almost everybody? That is the loss of humanity. The more you lose it, the more crucifixion and every evil, that's how it begins. And also people clinking so much onto the past. You know, at uh, one time, Mukatha was in South Africa. And uh, you know, South Africa has had a uh, same-sex marriage for over eight years now. And I had a chance to go there during the, 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 uh, the, uh, the inaction and the campaign. And I went there in 2004. And I worked there for one year. But during that campaign... I saw something and I said, okay, we need to do some work more. And because in, in countries like mine, uh, which we are a former British economy, we are on a parliamentary system of government, which is different from here, when they bring a bill, they go and sensitize the people. And then they say, what do you think? Then they go to the churches, they go to the communities and everywhere, so that people can bring in their ideas. But this time there was this woman who was a pastor from one of the charismatic evangelical church, named them, Dancing People, you know them? <laughs> and uh, she, she was on the television, and they asked her, why are you so much in opposition for the same-sex marriage in this country? And she said the reason why she denies that is because the Bible says in the beginning that God created a man and a woman. And I said, hmm. I wish I could go over there. And then uh, I'm a Bible scholar. I spent my two and a half years in the Bible college. And I ask her not so many questions. Because I agree in the beginning, God created a man and a woman. But she didn't tell the viewers what happened after the beginning. Do you get that? There is a lot that happens in the beginning. But there is a lot also what happens after the what? The beginning. If you're going to judge Mark when I was 10 years are you not judging the wrong person? I have completely changed. I have changed my views. I have changed in my physical way of look and everything. So I think we have a commitment. If in the beginning, the white people used to have their own toilets. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> if in the beginning, the black people had to go to their own school. Is that also what we want to see in 2014? 
The answer would be no. Are you there? Yeah. The answer would be no. But we are not going to so much clink on the past and we say, okay, that happened, it happened. But we have to work for progress. We, wa- we have to work for a society that transcends towards the integration, towards the respect, towards love of one another. And each individual with respect, peace, love, and unity. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.